folks, welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show, the show that's all about having fun in the most beautiful place on earth, Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams. Mung is here. Whoop. Greg is here. Hello. And right away, we got to get into it. Mung is refusing to put down his cookie bag during the broadcast. He is eating Famous Amos cookies right as we go into this very important podcast. (laughs) (laughs) With his mouth open. Oh, oh, the the cookie-amity. What an animal. Mung hasn't had lunch. (laughs) Mung is very crabby as we go into today's show. This could put a bit of a damper on the fun. We'll see about that. But let's move on anyway, shall we? Let's check the Allport Cape and Island weather forecast. Oh, and it looks like a dandy long holiday weekend. Nice. For Friday, mostly sunny with a high near 65. Saturday, sunny with a high near 64. Sunday, sunny with a high near 71. <gasps> no. Can we roll the dice into Columbus Day? Yes. Columbus Day, mostly sunny with a high near 67. That sounds about as good as it possibly could be weather-wise. Let's check those tides for you. Always important to know the tides. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, looks like we have high tides in the morning starting 8.30 on Friday, 9.30 Saturday, 10.30 on Sunday. That means nice afternoon low tides Your chance to do anything, maybe even swim. I don't know. Maybe it's getting a little too late. However, I can report that I had sort of an emergency dunk in Crystal Lake in Orleans. I was at the gym, Greg. There I was. Working out. On the elliptical. Lifts and and all that stuff? Macho man, all that stuff. Look at those abs. So I finished after an hour on the elliptical, Greg. That's a long time, baby. And so I go to the locker room. And all I see is plumber butt. There's a guy in the big water tank heater area. He's bent over. And I'm like, he's in the way. I got to go buy him to get to the shower. And then I start wondering, is this connected somehow? So I asked the guy, are the showers working? Is there any water? He's like, no, no, the heater broke. And I'm like, "Uh, how about a cold shower? I'll take a cold shower. He's like, no, no water. So I had to leave the gym as a human sweat ball. And now I have to pick people up and do things. I can't go right home. And so before I pick up my daughter at ballet, I go over to Crystal Lake. Beautiful on Monument Road in Orleans. Really one of the most beautiful ponds slash lakes on Cape Cod. And in I went. It was about 65 degrees outside. Water felt warmer than that. And it was it was so wonderful that I felt like going back to the gym and kissing the plumber and saying, thank you. Really? It was so wonderfully refreshing. I didn't want to get out of the water. It was a grand side trip that I never expected, but it turned out to be so serendipitous and sweet that I say, keep on swimming. We got temperatures like this coming in this weekend, 70s on Sunday. We got to keep going, fellas. Do you always drive around with your swim trunks? Like, are we wearing them? Were they in the back I usually seat? have them Did in my car. Did you have to change into but no, them? no, I went right in with my gym clothes. Just right in. Whoa. Wow. And then I came out and, okay, all right, you got me, Greg, on this one. That's a very insightful question because I then had to change into my regular street clothes. Well, I was wondering, you know, if, if, if you were sitting dripping wet picking up all your family members, you know. And so I had to go behind this fence in the parking lot, which seemed to offer some level of screening 
and I very hurriedly put my regular clothes on. But for a flashing moment, I guess I was Ooh nude la. in public. And Ooh it, la. But you know how you get pan- you get panicky and you're putting on your boxer shorts and your feet get caught in of the course, boxer shorts? Of course, of course. And you course. start hopping yes, yeah, and you're yeah. going to fall. And then, yep. you know, you extrapolate that out and you're telling the emergency room physician, like, I was trying to put on my underpants and I got scared. And he's like, well, that's why your leg's broken. <laughs> so that was my adventure at uh, wonderful Crystal Lake in Orleans. And I'm going to keep on swimming. I don't know about you guys. I've stopped. Greg. I did. I did. I did. I stopped. My wife is still going in. I mean, she's she's a, 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 a seal. She's a, she's a, a thing of the water. That's I'm, beautiful. I'm not. I just, I don't know. Well, it's good that Mung has stopped, too, because finally people are safe in the water. Well, I, I was uh, considering stopping swimming, but, you know, with this forecast of low 70s on Sunday, mm-hmm. I may have to reconsider. You definitely have to go in in October. Maybe not the ocean, but I think you're right. Lakes and ponds are where it's at for late season swimming. Uh, early fall, some of my favorite lakes and ponds to swim in around this time are Joshua's Pond in uh, Osterville, Waquacket Lake in Barnstable, and potentially one of my favorites is uh, Scargo Lake in Dennis. Uh, all these are really crystal clear places, not not mucky at all, and with people away, it's like you got the whole pond and lake to yourself sometimes. That's what I was going to ask you. Wait, do, you, do, you do, do you guys get kind of grossed out? See, I don't swim in fresh. I, I haven't swum in fresh since I was a child. Don't you? Is, is it is it gross because of the bottom? It isn't sandy bottom. It can be sort of mucky. No, no. It's it depends a on where you go. Different kind of water. Um, you can't float as well in it. Um, well, over the years, I've been think? able to uh, build up my collection of novelty used band aids, and I've, I've found that to be a fine way to enjoy. No, I'm only kidding. No, I find uh, pond water, especially the ones I go in in Wellfleet and Crystal Lake, was like this. There's a buttery coolness to it that's different than that slightly astringent sort of healthy feeling uh, salt water that feels like a a healing spa treatment but to to just roll into that delicious fresh water you feel more a part of it somehow for me I just feel so happy and there's nothing I like more than like floating on the top and seeing the reflection of the sky and the clouds on the beautifully still pond top and that brings me great happiness, Greg. And I would say you're missing out on an important part of your Cape Cod life by eschewing fresh water. Well, that's why I ask. What do you think? Uh, and uh, the good thing about being in a pond or lake is you rarely have to worry about anything else uh, potentially swimming next to you or you're running into a, a jellyfish. Snapping, no, snapping turtles? Uh, generally, the snapping turtles are in the deep, deep portion of these places, so they don't really come to the, the swimming area. No sharks, uh, no Well, crazy wait a second. Fish. Do you really know what snapping turtles are up to and what they're thinking? Because I think that's a great unknown. Hmm. They're lurking. Just you know, you like get sharks. in, Mung, you've been eating cookies, so there's crumbs around you, which are attracting <laughs> smaller fish. Mm, that's making me And hungry. all of a sudden, deep down at the bottom of the pond, a snapping turtle rears its head. And, <laughs> and then he sees very, very slowly. plump Mung toes dangling as you carefully <laughs> dog paddle your way into the middle of the pond. And he looks up, and all of a sudden, the sun is obscured by a big toe, the silhouette. <laughs> oh, says the turtle. Mm. I'm going for that toe. Yummy. And that's what they love, of course. Uh, this isn't based on science, but I'm sure that snapping turtles probably subsist entirely on people's big toes. I agree. Mm, that's what they have for Thanksgiving. That's why I see so many people limping on Cape Cod. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you don't swim in the middle. Swim on the edge, close to the all public right, all right, beach. Right. Well, Maybe now this, um, this brings up... A, it's, that's, no, it's but Greg, 
your non-swimming thing in freshwater brings up an even wider point of data that you have presented before me. This is uh, the Greg Report. And this comes from Greg. He's an endless statistics gatherer with statistics fresh and tasty from around the world. And you told us something this morning that had us shocked and stunned. It's uh, too bad you can't remember what it is. So we'll move on and then we'll... uh... (laughs) No, I was listening to The Point with Minnie Todd on the great radio station WCAI on Tuesday. And the topic was sharks, which we've talked about a lot. It's a, you know, hot and tragic topic on Cape Cod these days. And um, Greg Skolma was on, the shark expert, a couple folks from the seashore. Um, and Wendy Northcross, the president of the uh, Cape Cod Chamber of Commerce, was on. We were talking about sharks and you know, how people are reacting to it, et cetera, et cetera. But the, I found the most interesting thing to the most interesting thing that they said, or actually this came from Winnie Northcross, was this statistic that 77% of the people who go to the beach don't go in the water. Could you I, run that stat one by me one more time, Greg? 77% of the people that go to the beach don't go into the water. Whoa! True. Mung, take it easy. <laughs> that see, is shocking. Now, all right, let's just try to I wrap up. I found that. I found that just really. I mean, see, it, it, when my approach at the beach is sort of hit and run. We go late in the you know in the afternoon. We get there, go in the water, we swim, we leave. We don't linger. We don't. Well, that's the, your, your point is to go swimming, right? When you go to the beach, right? But I've noticed, you know, anecdotally over the years that when we're there, there aren't that many people in the water. So we kept thinking, well, maybe they go in the water earlier, or maybe they only go in the water to, you know, take a pee or something. What? But, now, now, all right. Now, what do you mean go into the water just to use it as the bathroom? People do that. That's not acceptable. That's I not know swimming. it's not acceptable. How do you know this? Is that you and your, your beach statistics? You see these people sort of going in there with these quick hit kind of, you know, journeys. They're like, Maybe they're, they're like, just getting refreshed. Like, I mean, how, how do you know knees? what they're up to? <laughs> you know, they go to their knees or their, their, their waist and, you know, they, they don't stay there. They just, they don't linger in the water. What, how do you know? What, are you conducting a poll at these moments with a clipboard? No. What are you doing, squatter? I'm surmising. You I'm can surmising. tell by their pee face. <laughs> but my 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 Maybe my they just point have arthritis here, or something. My my point here is that why would you go to the beach if you're not going to go into the water? Can that I stat be true that, that 77% that. of beachgoers don't go swimming? I can't believe this at all. I Greg. was driving. I was driving when she said that. I said, "Oh my goodness, you know, why go to the beach just to Fry yourself? I mean, uh... I mean, I know a few people who are big like tanners, and there's only like one of them left on Cape Cod who <laughs> likes to actually lay out in the sun, and that's what they do. And I guess, arguably, you could read a book or just lay there. I mean, there is something hugely therapeutic about when you're lying on your blanket, you got your eyes closed, maybe your hats over your head, and you're semi dozing, and you just hear the sounds of beachy people around you, your one little happy village. There is something nutritious about that. Totally. But the the driving force, the great food group of going to the beach is the swimming part of it. I Yes. This shocking uh, statistics, I, I Greg. Was, I was shocked. I was shocked. I, I remain shocked. 
How about you, Mung? I mean, you go to the beach for hours at a time. I'm shocked. Some days I go for six or seven hours, no joke. And I'm not swimming the whole time, but, you know, certainly you'll spend an hour listening to podcasts or something or or laying down and then go in for an hour. So you, so you alternate or also play a ton of beach games like beach bocce, cornhole and stuff with friends. Uh, but I, I don't really encounter anybody who doesn't go in the water. Um, that often, I have heard from uh, some people in the past that they don't like the salty feeling, or like you know smelling like like seaweed and stuff. But and that's why they have showers. <laughs> that's my cologne, kelp for men. <laughs> I mean, what's the matter with that smell? That's a good smell. It's like you're actually of the sea. Very strange. One more water-related experience. I had almost forgotten about it. This past Sunday, uh, my fabulous wife and I went out to Indian Nuck and Wellfleet and. And we gathered oysters and uh, had my license. I hadn't used it for a while, so you feel guilty about that. And out we went at the low tide around, oh, it was like 9 in the morning on a, a beautiful day. And I got to tell you, it was easy pickings out there. Really? Filled up the bucket in like half an hour, maybe. I mean, I'd never had it so good. I've had so many oystering experiences where I'm out in the cold at Chipman's Cove and Wellfleet, and you're fighting the elements and you're freezing, and you're always looking jealously at the other people who are like, they're like at a supermarket, oyster, oyster, and I'm like, where are they? And I get panicky, and the tide comes back in. Usually I do okay, but this experience at Indian Neck was such a joy. It was uh, lovely to be out there with the like-minded hunter-gatherers, getting our own food, filled up that basket, went home, and... Uh, my fabulous wife made scalloped oysters, which is a lovely concoction with uh, butter, saltines, uh, celery, little milk or cream, and then you bake it with the oysters layered in, almost like a lasagna. It's just so delicious. We used them all up, brought them over to the neighbor's house, had uh, oysters and beer on a beautiful fall evening in Wellfleet, and man, that was good. You can get your recreational shellfish license in a bunch of towns. If you don't live in Wellfleet, you pay a little bit more, but, I mean, wow, that was emperor food on the cheap, and what a thing. Well, you're so lucky to live in Wellfleet, the best oyster place in the world, right? I mean, it's, it's one of the... one of the, for sure. But, you know, it's not just Wellfleet. We got good oysters around. now in Barnstable, Mung, your town. People go out there and they oh, gather yeah. Barnstable things. Harbor is a hot hotbed for uh, good shellfishing. I think a lot of towns have that. Mm-hmm. Can the general person, the, the lay person on the Cape, go shellfishing? Do they need uh, some sort of document that allows them to do this? Yes, you need um, the big O tattoo which stands for oyster. It goes on your forearm, and you just present it to everyone. It also gets you a, a free beer at the bomb shelter in Wellfleet. No, I'm just kidding, Steve. Uh, he's the owner of the bomb shelter. Good guy. Uh, you have to get a license from the town is pretty much the way I understand it. And uh, It was like 50 bucks for Wellfleet, but if you stick to it and go out and get a bucket a week when you can go, you make that back right away. You go have oysters at a restaurant, and what? They're like... Two bucks each or something like that. There are two bucks each, yeah. That's a lot to pay for an oyster when you can just pick them up out of the sea. And the good thing about oysters, they really don't run too fast. So they don't get away from you. They're very, very slow. Well, like razor clams, they're sneaky. They go right down, man, down into the murk, Mm. and you can't catch them. I went went oystering once. Yes, Greg? What's the punchline? In Barnstable Harbor. And? It was so incredibly cold. (laughs) It was so 
cold out there. My hands were cold. There, 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 there were all these snots coming out of my nose because it, it was so cold. And I kept raking and raking and raking. I pulled up nothing but rocks. And this guy I was with kept pulling up oyster after oyster after oyster. I'm like, rocks, rocks, rocks. Sounds like and a Charlie Brown Christmas. I never went back. <laughs> I mean, Halloween. I'd rather, Rats. I'd rather pay two bucks an oyster at, no uh, way. at the fish market. No way. Or a buck an oyster. Whatever 25 oysters, 50 bucks? They're worth it. They're delicious. Maybe they, they are. are worth it, but when you can get them for semi-free, yeah, plus the satisfaction, Greg. Yeah, if someone could show me how not to, you know, harvest rocks. Well, maybe you could be a geologist. Huh. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Some bad feelings coming from that side of the table there, Mung. Greg seems bitter about all of this. <laughs> well, guys, I got to report something that I've uh, tried finally. And uh, I uh, thought about it for a long time. And then finally it overwhelmed me. And uh, yes, uh, I moved to the Philippines and started a family. No. <laughs> No, I tried pickleball. I took the pickleball plunge. Nice. I mean, we've all talked about this many a time oh, yeah. here in the newsroom of the Cape Cod Times, wondering what, what's going on with this. It really started overtaking Cape Cod, I'd say, in the last five years. And uh, some tennis courts have been transformed into pickleball courts. And everyone's saying, what is pickleball? So anyway, I booked it on over to Olympia Sports at the Cape Cod Mall. Got a few free pretzel bite samples. Oh, my God, they're good. But enough of that. Into Olympia Sports. You know what I'm talking about? That pretzel place at the mall? Yeah, yeah, that's oh, good stuff. Oh, man, those, like, honey dip pretzel mm. bits. Sometimes they put out free samples, and then you just run. And then they take them back because they know you're coming. And they... <laughs> but anyway, Greg, you probably don't go to the mall too much. So anyway, <laughs> over to the uh, Olympia Sports. Wait, 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 hold on. I had no. First of all, pickles are disgusting. I had no idea Olympia Sports sells pickles, oh, and I go. don't know why you go into a sporting goods store and say, "Can I have a lot of gherkins <laughs> so I can play this weird all sport?" Right, look, I was trying to find it really cheap, and, and I saw online that Kmart had some kind of thing maybe on sale. So I I go over to Kmart, and I walk in there, man, and it's huge. And I go over to the sporting. I can't find it. I, I go up to the desk, and I say, "Do you guys have uh, pickleball paddles?" And the lady's like, pickleball? <laughs> What's that? What do you hit a pickle? I'm like, well, yeah, it's got to be a whole pickle, though, not one of those uh, spears, because they don't bounce. But no, they didn't have it. Pickleball? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess there's people in the world who don't know what pickleball is, so maybe I better take a step back. It's kind of a paddle sport. It's kind of like if you were standing on a big ping pong table, and you got a, a, like a paddle that looks sort of like a pro Kadima paddle, wooden thing or some other thing, and these sort of wiffle ball like balls, and you hit it kind of like Tennessee, back and forth. Uh, it's weird. Uh, you only score in your serve. Sort of scored like volleyball in that respect. Games go to 11, and you have to win by two, so it's almost a volleyball-esque kind of thing. Uh, but I didn't know that when I started this by going to Olympia Sports and getting two wooden paddles and two pickleballs for 25 bucks, which is a pretty cheap into this and uh my fabulous wife and i went down to uh baker field in wellfleet where the tennis courts have undergone a transformation into uh pickleball mania world and luckily no one is around uh and we went out there onto the court and we just started rallying back and forth we're both kind of cruddy tennis players and it was instantly wicked fun 
Wow. Hugely challenging. I bet points are kind of short because you're really just responding. It's happening really quickly. But really delightfully fun. And everyone said, oh, it's like for, you know, wicked old people and stuff because they can't move around. But I don't know. We were moving around, worked up a sweat. And I think this is just the beginning for me of a beautiful pickleball journey. Interesting. So I'm recommending it to you guys. Oh, I would totally play. I've been wanting to for years as long as I don't have to eat that crap. Uh, I can't. I can't believe <laughs> it's not a it's, pickle. It's, I know, but it's just the thought of pickles. Pickle. Pickle? Just the thought of pickles grosses me out. I can't believe they torture cucumbers like that, oh. and it's just an abomination. Well, when they invented the game, it was called cucumber ball, <laughs> and then as time went on, and it it got, a, got, got a patina, a, sort of a brown. A lot of, yeah. a lot of, of <laughs> look to it. Patina. A lot of people will agree with me when I go to Chick Fil A. I always have to, they put pickles on everything. You have to say no pickles when you get takeout at play at restaurants. People put like spears of pickles and then the pickle juice goes into your burger. It's a travesty, a culinary travesty for people who don't like pickles. I completely disagree because I find a pickle is a lovingly aged and salty addition to any meal. If. And I'll eat a pickle any day of the week. So you, favorite? sir, I challenge you to pickles at 10 paces, just like in <laughs> Hamilton. My favorite item at Thanksgiving, at Thanksgiving dinner, like at my parents' house or whatever, Mini pickles. I love the little ones. The Wasn't little... that your nickname in high school? <laughs> hey, I... mini pickles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, mini pickles. They're so heavy. You can have them year-round, Greg. Forget You don't have to wait stuffing. till Thanksgiving. These pickles are Forget widely available. Forget the turkey. Forget the gravy. Just give me the mini pickles. Oh, and the olives. I love Vanity the olives. license plate. Mini pickles. Beep, beep. That's just a Vlasic Bryant family Thanksgiving story. <laughs> mean classic? I didn't say it. Ugh. So, Mung, you take a beautiful sport like pickleball, soon to be in the Olympics, <laughs> and you bring it back to food and pickles when it's not even a pickle. But that is timely, Mung, because coming up, one of the great food weeks on Cape Cod, it starts on Monday. It's Cape Cod Restaurant Week, running October 8th through Sunday, October 14th. And during Restaurant Week, guys, this is good stuff because we're all kind of cheap. Restaurants from Falmouth to Provincetown will offer three and four course exhibition menus for $25, $30, or $35. And there's a list of just a bunch of incredible Cape restaurants. You can see all the info at CapeCodRestaurantWeek.com. And I advise you to check it out because some of them have the prefix for only a couple days of the week. So there's different little sort of rules and stuff. But if you go through that, it sounds like you can go and have some incredible food, kind of cheap, because they're kind of showing off during restaurant week. And this is your chance, the cheapskates among us, like me, to actually go out and eat at a restaurant that you sit down at a table at. Highfalutin. How about that? Yeah. Put your napkin right there in your shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, this, Yeah, this is going to be great. Listen to this. Uh, here's what's great about Cape Cod Restaurant Week. We were just chatting with the co-owner of Scargo Cafe in Dennis, who is, uh, you know, kind of one of the uh, the lead organizers. And uh, and you can see that episode on CapeCodTimes.com slash Life with Gwen, one of our shows, Life with Gwen. And he was saying this is a chance to get some appetizers, some of these price six menus, appetizers and desserts, kind of relatively for free kind of thing. So, now, wait so, a minute. It says like 25 30 right, 35 right. So 25 30 that would generally be what you'd pay for uh, an entree. That's true. So when they yeah. throw in, you know, a, a uh, appetizer or dessert in amongst that, then essentially you're getting those two things free, he said. So 
go out there. It's a way to try multiple courses. There's what thirty plus. I'm looking uh, at the list. It's so long, uh, I can't even begin involved. to to read it. But Scargo uh, Cafe is one of them, and that's a good restaurant over there in Dennis Village. And what were you eating, Mung? Did you try something over there when you were talking to that guy? Oh yes, they brought us their famous grape nut custard. Which, and I'm not a, a big custard fan, but it was delicious. Crunchy? No, nice and smooth with a good, uh, you know, grape nut, grape nut taste. I liked it. Interesting. I'm, I'm more not... of a pudding person, but, you I'll know, I'll give a thumbs up to custard. That. I've never had that. Hmm. So anyway, that sounds like a really good time and a chance to go out and have some great food for not too much money and maybe learn something new about yourself. Greg, you could discover new food loves that you had no idea. Maybe it's rockfish or something like that. Mm. Mm. Don't get paralyzed. Isn't that the one that can make you paralyzed? Oh, that's fugu, I think. Fugu. Hey, take it easy <laughs> with your obscenities here on this fun show, Greg. Why do you have to fugu in the middle of the broadcast? Couldn't help myself. <laughs> and you know what's great about Cape Cod Restaurant Week being in early October is you get it's the start of the best uh, food season of the whole year. You know, in the summer we get a lot of fried seafood and stuff like that, and you know, fish and chips and things. But once you get into the cold weather season, all the way through April or May, you can think about delicious comfort food dishes. Dun, 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 dun. And I'm sure a lot of these restaurants have delicious comfort food dishes, uh, New England classic dishes like uh, shepherd's pies. Uh, you know, chicken pot pie. I have to anything jump in roast, right there. Roasted or braised. After I jumped in the pond and cleaned myself off, I had many errands. I had to take someone to a birthday party in Chatham, and that was a perfect opportunity to stop by Marion's Pie Shop. Ooh. Oh, you did? On Route 28. Oh, my goodness. And so I go in there. I get the large chicken pot pie with veggie, the peas and carrots. It's the only way to fly. And I got a large Bailey Berry pie. Two pies. Bailey Berry is... Strawberry, blueberry, raspberry, and something else that I can't remember. All that in one pie? All that, yeah, they mix them together. It's Whoa. like, oh man, it's the best. Don't don't stick to one fruit when you can have four of them in a Bailey Berry, they, which well, I think great, is their best pie. Great pies. Oh my God, I walked out of there. I mean, it was heavy. It's the best. Heavy stuff. And yes, we, eat heavy. And we went home and had a two pie <laughs> dinner. We had chicken pot pie for dinner. And Bailey Berry Pie for dessert with Cool Whip. And oh, man, what a day. Wow. Marion's is the bomb, man. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Route 28 in Chad. You're hitting totally. the comfort food season hard and early. I love it. Oh, <laughs> man. Think, I for- <laughs> think about heavy dishes, things with gravy, casseroles, roasts. This is the type that uh, you know makes you feel good during this cooler weather. Do a little season. slow cooking so it warms yeah. up the kitchen. And in fact, I had, uh, you know, Mung Ta throws out a little hyperbole every so often, but literally, this was potentially one of the best, if not the best, comfort food dishes I've ever had on the Cape recently. Go on, um, Mung. I'm not sure if the uh, Yarmouth House in uh, on Route 28 in Yarmouth is part of Cape Cod Restaurant Week, but go there anyway. Route 6A? I mean, uh, no, Route 28. Uh, you're thinking about the Yarmouth Inn. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yarmouth House. That's the one with with, uh, with the wheel. Yes, yes, the big water wheel. wheel. Water it's wheel. like a cool water wheel. So anyway, I went in there and got their braised beef shepherd's pie. It has uh, choice beef, carrots, peas, and a rich brown sauce with cheddar jack mashed potatoes. It was extraordinary. Cheddar jack mashed potatoes in the pie? Uh, yes, so it was like uh, on top 
of this delicious beef and vegetable oh, shepherd's pie. Mix. Oh, it was yeah. so it was the best shepherd's pie because a lot of people use ground meat in shepherd's pie. This was like braised chunky beef. It was almost like a beef stew meets traditional shepherd's pie. I was over the moon. I got like three meals out of it. It was like uh, it was twenty bucks, which is. You know, not that expensive, but not cheap. But when you stretch it out to multiple meals, it was worth it. Loved the Yarmouth House. Really good comfort food uh, there. And I was stunned to go in there on, like, I think it was, like, the first couple days in October. They have one of the best Halloween displays I've ever seen. Big spider, webs. They've got all sorts of stuff. And it got me really excited because this is the time to think about Halloween. Oh, my God. You sure you weren't looking into their pantry? Their spider bites are delicious. (laughs) I was really impressed. If you like cool Halloween displays, go there immediately. Well, that's uh, that's a good uh, report there, Mung. I just wish you... Do something about dessert, because after a big meal like that, you need a little something sweet, but I guess we don't have that. We'll move on. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. I've also been speaking about sweet foods. I've been on the ultimate Cape Cod chocolate chip cookie quest. (laughs) Quest, quest, quest. What? What is this? (laughs) Maybe that's why I'm eating some famous Amos chocolate chip cookies right now. With your mouth open. Close your mouth, at least. Mm. Close the mouth. He's, he's eating and laughing, Greg. All those cookies. How can he do that? I want to be like the, I want to be like the Capes chocolate chip cookie monster. What is that? You already are. Kind of. <laughs> you don't have to do much. Um, You've already succeeded. Here's your <laughs> diploma. So here's the rules of the quest. I need to find the Capes best chocolate chip cookie that is both crispy and soft. That's a tough. That's yeah, a tough one. Maybe impossible. I think, I think that's impossible. I don't like. Oh, well, I do like you know the super crispy ones, like the Tates out of Long Island. Those, those are good. Those are great. And I don't like really soft, but I like the combo of both. So anybody out there, send an email to digital at capegutonline.com if you have the best cookie. We'll rattle off some of our favorites right. that we've found so far. I mean, I can jump in with pie in the sky in Woods Hole. Now, that oh, is a quality chocolate chip cookie. You can't beat that. And it may depend on the baking and the humidity that day. You know, sometimes you get the edges crispy and the inside kind of soft. And I think that's it just shows expertise and the mm-hmm. proper cooking time. I'm not sure you can replicate it every day, but... That's one place to start, a pie in the sky. Yeah, but to actually get that that balance, that, that you know, middle ground of soft, you know, not too soft, not too, is I can't stand crunchy cookies. I hate crunchy cookies. I, I tend to go for sort of the soft, you know. I'm kind of a waspy guy, so I'm kind of, you know, I don't like to fight for my, my meals. You know, the bread has to be kind of soft. I don't like, you know, chewing it really hard and ripping it off. You know, I want it to sort of come off really. But you, you want know? a crispy edge to it, almost like a bread crust or something like that. Yeah, you yeah, do. Um, you know, you don't want it too like, just dough, you know. No. Yeah, but, when those soft-baked cookies came out years ago now, I was like, this is horrible. Yeah. It's yeah. like not even cooked, and they just put them in the package, and you're like, no, no, no. Yeah, but the kind that no good. They just disintegrate when you bite into them. They just disintegrate. Right the table. Those, they're, they're horrible. Well, Tate's is kind of like that, but they're so tasty I'm and not thin. A, I'm not a baker at all, but I think it has to do, from what I'm told, uh, the butter. Whether it's really cold butter or really soft butter that you put in the uh, cookie dough mixture. Well, I'll throw out another contender. I think I'd have to say Cottage Street Bakery in Orleans is another fine purveyor of chocolate chip cookies. They're just professionals all the way around, and they do exquisite work on their cookies. I would say that would be a contender for the Chocolate Chip Cookie Award here on Cape Cod. I'm sure there are others. Um, Yes, yes. Actually, down in the uh, Upper Cape, still, uh, we got a report that there's some really good chocolate chip cookies 
at Maison Villette, the I French would, bakery. I on, would believe that on Main Street in Falmouth, because one of the restaurants, well, the restaurant where the guy who owns that came from was PB Boulangerie in Wellfleet, which has several cookies that they make every day. Uh, one of them is the bike trail cookie. That's a peanut butter chocolate chip cookie. Now, that is usually a little crispy on the outside. It's a thick cookie and soft on the inside. They also make a double chocolate sort of chocolate chip cookie, which is so deep, dark, and delicious that you will just sit down in the middle of the road and thank the heavens above that bakers are working hard for you. Thank you. So I will recommend the PP Boulangerie, not traditional chocolate chip, but I think we can sort of make an exception for yumminess. Mm. Um, I also like walnuts in my chocolate chip cookies. Oh, uh, no nuts. Love them. No my kids won't go for that, man. Every time I make them, it's like, no nuts. No love nuts. it. Pie in the Sky does a walnut chocolate chip cookie. It's just spectacular. And that leads into my favorite uh, chocolate chip cookie place, um, Lambert's in Centerville. They have mastered the uh, soft and crispy approach. Interesting. Um, they have both smaller size chocolate chip cookies, and you can get really large ones too. And they're not too expensive and uh, very delightful. I feel like this is a subject we can return to as we do more research. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do more research. How about you, Greg? Where do you get your chalky chippies? I don't. I can't remember. Do you I make cookies? Uh, no, I don't. I do don't, you eat sweets of any kind? I don't bake, um, really. You don't make food at all, right? Is that pretty accurate to say? Um, yeah. Um, um, Let oh, me ask you this. Oh, one. no, no, no. Okay, hold on. I can, I, I, I make actually the best cheese omelet you'll ever eat. All right, so you've got a specialty. Right. Rarely that, done, I'm guessing, though. Rarely done. So uh, Wait, you have your omelets rare? No, I said rare. <laughs> like pink in the middle? Yeah, they're called cluckers. <laughs> no, that's hamburger meat. Oh. I hate, I hate pink hamburger meat. <laughs> well, but also, it must be said now for the record, Greg, that uh, you bring your lunch every day to the Cape Cod Times, just like I do. Now, the difference uh, between you uh, and I... Oh, I know where you're going with this. ...is that I make my lunch every day along with the lunches of my daughters and sometimes my wife. I'm a lunch machine. Greg... Now that you're in front of the Senate panel here, is it not true that when you get into the lunchroom and unzip your lunchbox, you have no idea what's inside? I have absolutely no idea what is in store. It's always delicious. Always. And is that because you, sir, never make your own lunch? That is... That is... That is correct. I call for a vote (laughs) right now on his... Ascendancy to the Supreme Luncio. <laughs> it's not going to happen that way. That's amazing to me, Greg. An everyday lunch surprise, eh? One other food tip I got to just throw out there because I've been <laughs> using it lately and uh, is the food thermometer. I just recently started using one when I'm making burgers and steak on the grill and chicken too. And I have become such a better griller just because I'm using science. How do you know exactly what temperature? Do you look it up? Uh, if you do look you... at recipes, they say what you're well, looking for on the okay. inside. So I wouldn't know. And so many know. times, yeah. I'm like, like you get a nice piece of steak, which is wicked expensive. Yeah. You throw it on the grill, you feel like you're flying blind, like you're a pilot on an airline in the fog over the Atlantic, and you don't even know. You're like, well, it's been two minutes. I guess I'll turn it over. This way, you know exactly when you've reached that rare temperature, huh. and you yank that puppy right off the grill. I've gotten many accolades since I started using the thermometer. <laughs> so that's my tip right there. 
on the Cape Cod Fun Show, which has veered into food land yet again, Mung. I blame you. Guilty. All right, a couple other things going on this weekend uh, around Cape Cod. we got a psychic fair and craft show, which I know you guys are both performing at. That's from 10 to 4 at the Bourne Veterans Memorial Community Center in Buzzards Bay. they got mediums. they got larges. No, they got mediums, <laughs> psychics, card readers, aura photography, healers, tarot readers, angel cards, and spirit messaging. And more things that I don't even know what they are. And that's taking place wow. on Saturday in Buzzards Bay at the Psychic Fair and Craft Show. That sounds pretty good. I already know it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a smashing success because I've already looked into my crystal ball and saw what's going to happen. <laughs> Nostromungus. <laughs> That's amazing. You can see the future. A couple other things you might want to uh, put on your calendar for this weekend on Cape Cod. A porch fest is occurring in Sandwich. It's been a big success in Wellfleet. Uh, it basically consists of local musics on people's porches, and you, you get a little map and you walk around town. Sandwich downtown is a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And just think of strolling along to this free event and hearing different kinds of acoustic music. Uh, that takes place from 1 to 4 on Sunday around downtown Sandwich with a finale from 5 to 6 at the Sandwich Public Library. It's free, and that's so nice. SandwichArtsAlliance.org. And, of course, the 10th Annual Apple Festival on Saturday in Dennis, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Dennis Union Church and on the Village Green, a lovely spot on Route 6A in Dennis for the Apple Fest, fellas. Greg, I'll see you at the Apple Fest. Oh, yeah, all that crunching, crunching, oh, crunching right. apples. You hate the That'd sound be of, great. Even at an Apple Fest, you don't like the Those sound of crunching Macintosh's apples? McCowan's, scrum- Empire Spalding's. Crunch, crunch. Oh, the Apple Jazz that's it. too bad. I'll oh, my... I have to go there. I love apples. You know why? I want to make a. Yeah, I, I like got to get apple apples juice. for a dish that I have no idea what it is, but it sounds delightful. What is apple brown Betty? I want to just eat that. And what is the difference between that and an I apple th- cobbler? I think she was a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't she? No, it was a. I don't know, but I'm looking at a picture of it online. Roller right derby? Now. I don't know if this is apple. Seriously? Crisp. Roller derby? You go joking? No. Yeah, Apple Brown Betty. It? She was the toughest person on the uh, no New York chainsaws. No kidding. I'm lying completely, Greg. <laughs> you are. I'm so gullible. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, about it. We really have to get out of here, guys. You got to stop just shanghaiing this entire broadcast and taking us away and eating up the time. Monk, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Greg, thank you so much. I am so thrilled to have been here. My name is Eric Williams. We want to thank Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for all the great music. Until uh, next time, till next week, this has been the Cape Cod Fun Show. See ya!